What's going on, everybody? I am C Money, and this is the Victoria Sports Podcast. And on this episode of the Victoria Sports Podcast, we're talking Dr. Britt Baker and her injury at a recent AEW show. We're talking Apollo Crews, new United States champion. If you haven't seen this past week's Raw. And last, but certainly not least, uh, RIP to Shad Gaspar. And more, all on this edition of the Victoria Sports Podcast. Let's jump in. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, the man of the hour, the irresistible force is here. Ha, ha, uh, ha, hi, C-Money. Uh, uh, how are you? Thank you so much for that introduction. Oh, but of course. Uh, thank you for uh, joining and um, I apologize for the inconvenience of the uh, communication between us. Um, recording the podcast i've uh i'm i'm haven't been feeling too well and um i'm uh, still trying to push through it you know cuz uh really talking about wrestling helps me a lot well uh 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 i hope you feel better soon and i hope you make a speedy speedy recovery i thank you my good man um i have a Oh, first, before we jump into anything, um, did you get a chance to catch those episodes of the Dark Side of the Ring that I happened to send you? Uh, 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 uh no, because it it it, it would have made me. T- too, 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 it would have made me too sad. So true. Not gonna be mad at that. Um, well, I don't know if you've heard, but I have some breaking news. Um. Uh. Okay. What's going on? What's up? WWE reportedly preparing for return of live events. Uh, this is uh, coming from Wrestling Inc. Uh, shout out to Wrestling Inc. WWE officials are reportedly working on plans to resume regular live event touring. It remains to be seen when WWE will be allowed to move forward with regular touring, but at Wrestler Votes reports that inter- internal. Uh, Internally, the company is slowly rebuilding their live event schedule. It was noted that still nothing is expected to happen with fans attending events before July, at least. But things are apparently happening behind the scenes, so the company will be ready when they are given permission to resume touring amid the coronavirus pandemic. There have been discussions about ticket sales or arena events moving forward with social distancing guidelines remaining in place. It will be 
interesting to see how the COVID-19 outbreak changes the WWE live event model when touring resumes. As noted, there was talk of keeping the new plexiglass shields and taller ringside barriers that was used at this week's Raw, and that being the new norm for WWE live events. WWE will obviously be facing will be faced with several tricky obstacles and factors to deal with the pandemic. Stay tuned for updates on return of WWE live events. Well, Nebby, after hearing that, um, any takeaways that you have uh, from this breaking news of WWE preparing um, for how they're going to plan out live events for the upcoming future? Well, uh, I, I'm hoping that they're able to get back to live events uh, soon, uh, uh, soon because I, I plan on buying tickets uh, 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 to SmackDown when they come to town uh, 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 on August on August um, if you don't mind me asking you a personal question, do you feel at all nervous or apprehensive attending these live events during a pandemic uh, like the one that we're in, especially um, when we have heard from the CDC and Dr. Fauci saying that there could be a second wave coming in in the fall between August and October? Because of uh, weather change and uh, seasons changing, do you find yourself being nervous at all um, or feeling anxious or having any anxiety um, facing something like uh, maybe going out in public where you're going to live sporting events around more people than you normally would be around throughout your everyday um, activities? Uh, uh, a little, uh, a little, a little nervous, but I'm sure I'll be fine. Um, and a follow-up question for you is, what do you think this looks like for WWE in terms of doing live events? I mean, I know there's only a certain amount of states right now that are even on a, a phase two in terms of what's open and what isn't open um, when things do start to look up and we start to see everything reopen, businesses bars and so on um what do you think the steps are going to be for wwe 
for taking care of us, the fans, and making sure they're not putting us in danger. Um, similar to like what we had just read, um, where starting off right now and what may be the new norm is the plexiglass that they put up on Raw. How do you feel about that? Uh, yeah, well, whatever precautions uh, uh, WWE decides to take, uh, I, I'm in full support of. Nice. Um, before we jump into everything else, one more thing. Um, I didn't want to wait till the end of the episode. I, I wanted to take care of this in the very beginning because it did happen last week. Uh, but I wanted to say RIP to Shad Gaspar, one half of WWE's tag team crime time. Um, I mean, and, uh, Shad had, uh, I mean, I'm sure as most wrestling fans know already, uh, was out on the beach in California in Venice, I believe with his son. Um, or may have not been Venice, it may have been somewhere else in California, but I want to say it was in California. I uh, just got caught up in a riptide. Uh, lifeguard saw them struggling. He yelled out to the lifeguard. He said, get my son first. Um, lifeguard grabbed his son. Uh, eventually, he struggled, but he eventually got his son over to the beach. Lifeguard was going to go back in after Shad. He's in the water, and he sees a big riptide just sweep and take him, and... Uh, that was the last that they saw of Shad. Luckily, um, his body did wash up three days later, so that way his family can properly bury him. But I, I, I do have good memories of Shad Gaspar. Uh, I mean, I think their promos that he did with Crime Time are legendary. To me, they uh, rivaled um, what Eddie Guerrero would do when he was doing his lie, cheat, and steal gimmick. I mean, it was fantastic. Um, their look at the time, uh, was fancy, was awesome. It reminded me of like two guys from like New York, like two hustlers, like new, like 50 cent G unit style, which was super hot at the time. Um, and the athleticism between he and JTG was just phenomenal. And I don't think anyone ever got tired of watching their promos and loved when they were out in the ring because of the energy that they brought. Uh, but R.I.P. to Shad Gaspar. I just want to get that out of the way. Nebby, uh, if you want yeah. to say anything, please speak on. The floor is yours. Yeah, well, uh, um, I am deeply saddened by the passing of Shad uh, of Shad Gasp spard and and I send my condolences out to his out to his family and yeah uh 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 Crime time. Uh, uh, they were certainly uh, entertaining. Yeah, were they ever? Definitely uh, entertaining to say the least. Um, and with that being said, I also wanted to bring up another superstar 
uh, R.I.P. to Hana Kimura. Um, Hana was a uh, a Japanese pro wrestling star, and she was all of twenty two years old. Um, but we had heard the tra- tragic news last week that um, over a large amount of cyberbullying from a reported incident that followed on a show that she was on on Netflix uh, caused her to take her own life. Um, And if you don't mind me reading this passage, um, this past weekend, stardom confirmed that passing of Japanese pro wrestling star Hana Kimura at the age of 22 the tragic news saw an outpour of reactions from the wrestlers and promotions from all over the world's mourning Kimura's passing. Kimura appeared on the Netflix show Terrace House and reportedly committed suicide after being cyberbullied following an incident on the show. One of the roommates on the show did not take her wrestling gear out of the laundry before starting his own, resulting in the outfit getting ruined. They exchanged words, and Kimura kicked his hat off of his head and left the room. Netflix announced that they have suspended the season's upcoming episodes that were set to air over the next weeks. The abuse Kimura suffered from social media users now has Japanese government officials calling for action against cyberbullying. CNN reports that Japanese Minister of Internal Affairs and Communications, Sanai Takachi, Takachi uh, pledged on Tuesday to speed up government discussions around cyberbullying legislations. They also report that Takachi would head a government panel to discuss whether internet users could be identified if their posts include slander and defamation. Former Prime Minister Yukio Hatayama had her own comments on Kimuro's passing calling for punishment for cowardly anonymous cyberbullies. There's a little bit more going on, but I mean, just uh, the fact that uh, a young woman at 22 decided that it had gotten so bad to the point that she had to take her own life because of people slandering her on social media is, is horrendous to me. And, um, I always say this, the technology is a gift and a curse. I mean, it's a gift that I could talk to somebody on the other side of the globe, but it's also a curse. If you're someone that's in the, in the light of, of fame and, um, Everyone in the world has access to to slander you with their own opinion through social media, and it's uh, heartbreaking that it really uh, comes down to what it came down to with her. And uh, R.I.P. to Hana Kimura. Uh, hopefully, uh, Japan does pursue these cyberbullying laws and. Uh, pass something so that way this doesn't happen again. Uh, Nebi, your thoughts? Well, first of all, I just want to say there's absolutely no place for for bullying and any kind of bullying makes me sick. I I, I don't get why people 
I don't get why people bully. It's absolutely uncalled for. Yeah, and, uh, and, uh, I'm sorry that she felt she had to, uh, take, she had to take her own life, um, but, uh, my condolences to her family, and, and, and quite honestly, I, I don't know what else to say. Yeah, I'm just going to uh, take a moment of silence for her, if that's okay with you. Uh, uh, yes, absolutely. All right. Well, with that being said, Nebby, we had a... Uh... May I... Uh, uh, sorry to interrupt you. Go ahead. No, no, I apologize. I apologize. Please, I was just going to move on to the next thing. Yeah. Uh, 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 may I please do my Biggie New Day style intro? Oh, I apologize for the inconvenience. How could I have forgotten? Nebby, when you are ready, sir, the floor is yours. Okay, thank you so much. Just give me some time to warm up. Oh, Victoria Sports Podcast. Don't you dare be sour. Clap for your host, C-Money, and his guest, and his guest, and his guest, Nebby. And feel the power. It's a new podcast. Yes. Yes, it is. Ladies and gentlemen, the Victoria Sports Podcast, as you have just heard it from the irresistible force, Nebby himself, has officially started. Nebby, we are going to discuss what I think is a historic episode of Monday Night Raw. And I have a feeling you know why. We have a Monday Night Raw coming from the WWE Performance Center in Orlando, Florida, as Tom Phillips welcomes us. He is joined by Samoa Joe and Byron Saxton. We go right to the ring, and Kevin Owens is out for another must-see edition of the Kevin Owens Show. And my, 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 Nebby, how I do love the Kevin Owens show. It's quite entertaining. It's right up there with Ms. TV and a moment of bliss. Yep, sure is. We see several WWE NXT developmental talents in the audience. I even caught The Rock's daughter in there, Nebby. She was on the right side. If you didn't see her, but she was there. Simone was in action. Oh, okay, I, I... I I didn't notice her. I didn't see her. Oh yeah. Uh, if you get I'm a sorry about that. Oh no, I'm, I'm I feel like they're gonna probably do it again for SmackDown, hopefully. Um 
to try to give us a sense of fans being there, which I feel like they should have been doing this, but whatever. Uh, nonetheless, um, Tom says that they have all been tested for COVID-19. Shotzi Blackheart, Jessamy Duke, and several others are in the crowd making noise. We see how their plexiglass shields around the ring barrier, similar to what you would see around a hockey rink. The barrier also looks like to be taller than usual. So that's pretty good. Now we know we can try to climb it or any spittle or sweat or anything. All good. Safer are the fans. Owens acknowledges the crowd members and says some of them are future, especially the ones wearing his t-shirts. He reveals he will face Angel Garza later on tonight. Owens plugs tonight's triple threat between NXT Women's Champion Charlotte Flair, woo, woo, Nia Jax, and Natalia, with the winner facing Raw Women's Champion Asuka at Backlash. Owens brings out his guest next, and here comes Asuka. Asuka hits the ring, still chanting for Becky. Becky. Becky, Becky, Becky. Owens agrees that she does deserve it. He plugs her the mom t-shirt on WWE Shop. Owens shows us a replay of last week's championship celebration with Asuka and Kyrie Sane and how Jax interrupted but was quickly sent packing. We also see how Jax later attacked Sane backstage and how Asuka later attacked Jax. Asuka speaks some, but the music interrupts, and out comes Flair. Flair enters the ring and tells Asuka that the red brand title should have been handed to her. Flair reminds Asuka what happens when they step into the ring. Flair says Asuka that has never beaten her. She goes on, but the music interrupts, out comes Natty, and Natalia tells Owens she's not here to cause trouble. She's here to formally apologize to Owens and his crew for the tantrum she threw last week. She's just been so frustrated as of late. Flair mocks her for the sucking up to Owens and laughs at her, saying even this won't help her win the match tonight. Flair goes on until Jax interrupts and comes out to booze. Jax says, we all know she will be the next champion. She warns Flair and Natalia better just get ready for what she will do to them later. Owens sees where this is going and he exits the ring. Jax says that's a good idea. Jax steps up to Asuka and says she'll bulldoze her at Backlash. Asuka ends up dropping Jax with a shot to the face. It was actually a back fist followed by, I think, a kick. And Flair and Natalia end up on the floor going at it. Asuka taunts Jax, who looks on from the floor. Asuka's music hits as she stands tall while the others regroup. Kayla Braxton is backstage with Apollo Crews. Crews is confident about winning the United States title tonight. Um, Nebby, your thoughts on the whole uh, situation uh, between Charlotte Flair, Nia Jax, and Natalia? Yeah, well, 
Uh, first of all, please pardon me for bragging, but I did pr- predict that <laughs> I, I, I did predict that N- N- Nia Jax would would win the triple threat match uh, uh, based on the fact that uh, um, uh, 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 Nia and, and uh, Asuka ha- uh, had been had been feuding over the last uh, two weeks pri- uh, uh, prior to uh, uh, pr- pr- prior to uh, last night. Um, that you did. Uh, 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 so I had a feeling that that Nia Jax was going to win the uh, triple threat match. Uh, 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 last night, and I, 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 I gotta tell you, of, uh, uh, of. Uh, a friend of mine uh, uh, thinks thinks that these uh, uh, temper tantrums by uh, uh, Natalia is going to lead to a Natalia uh, uh, he, uh, he, uh, is going to lead to a uh, Natalia. Uh, he, uh, he'll, uh, he, uh, he, uh, he'll, uh, uh, he'll, uh, uh, he'll, uh, 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 he, 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 he'll turn. What, uh, uh, what, what, what do you think? You know, what's funny is, um, I never even thought about Natty going heel. I had, put all of these frustrated moments Natty has had over the past couple weeks as I felt like a way of, of kind of just feeling so passionate about how much she wants to win and um, how, how much she deserves it. And she's trying to, not get lost in the shuffle with, I mean, look at the women she's in the ring with. You have Asuka, who's legit. You can start any women's brand with Asuka as your base and your star. And then you have Charlotte Flair. Charlotte Flair comes from a lineage that you and I both know is the cream of the crop. Yeah, and I personally think is the best women's wrestler. I think she'll go down as the best women's wrestler of all time. I mean, she's to me looks taller than her dad. She's a hell of a lot more athletic than he ever was. Um, she'll never be the promo that he was, but I mean, yeah. damn, two out of three isn't bad. You know what I'm saying? And and then you have 
Nia Jax, who I think is built for this business. She's a tough, strong woman um, who, like she told Asuka, she can bulldoze over anybody and she's not afraid to do it. We've seen how she's treated Kyrie Sane over the last couple weeks. Um, And ever since she's come back at the Royal Rumble, uh, Nia Jax has made a mark for herself. Win, lose, or draw, Nia Jax will make another impact at Backlash. She, uh, uh, with all due respect, uh, Nia Jax made her return uh, 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 the night after WrestleMania. You're right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't know why I said Royal Rumble. I was thinking of Naomi. Um, well, Nebby, following that, we have a WWE United States title match. Apollo Crews versus the United States champion, Andrade. Um, Crews gets rocked by a big back elbow, and Andrade covers for a quick two count. Cruz blocks the hammerlock DDT and backdrops Andrade. Cruz presses Andrade high above his head, but drops him when Vega gets on the apron running her mouth. Andrade almost knocks Vega off of her off, but he puts the brakes on. This leads Cruz hitting an enziguri, which does lead to Andrade causing Vega to fall to the floor. Andrade checks on Vega as we go to commercial break. Back from the break, Vega is being checked on officials at ringside. Andrade takes advantage and levels Cruz. Andrade takes the title and yells about it being his. The referee counts while Cruz is down at ringside. Andrade brings it back in and at the eight count, but Cruz kicks out at two. Andrade grounds Cruz by his arm now. Cruz fights up and out, but Andrade grabs him. They tangle, and Cruz rocks him to face. More back and forth, Cruz with a big clothesline. Cruz rams Andrade back into the turnbuckles. Cruz keeps control and nails a running splash in the corner. Cruz runs Boots in the corner. Cruz keeps control and climbs up for a Hurricane Rana. Andrade counters high up and nails a huge double stomp for a close two count right in front of Vega. Andrade motions around his waist for the title as we see Kayla interviewing Angel backstage. He explains how the match is like making love to a beautiful woman. Cruz launches Andrade into the corner as Garza goes on with his explanation. Cruz, with another close pin attempt, Andrade counters a powerbomb and sends Cruz face first into the corner. Andrade, with the running double knees for another two count. Andrade focuses on the injured knee, but Cruz nails a big enziguri. Cruz goes on and hits a standing moonsault and a standing shooting star press in the middle of the ring for the pin to win the title 
out of nowhere. And your winner and new WWE United States champion, Apollo Crews. Nebby, after the match, Cruz takes the title as the developmental talents cheer him on. Vega is shocked at ringside. Cruz clutches the title as we go to replays. Charlie Caruso interviews an emotional Cruz in the ring now. People told him he'd never make it and he'd given up. So here he is 11 years later with his first title in WWE. Cruz goes on about never giving up and always believing in himself. And now he can stand here and tell the whole world that he is the new United States champion. The camera cuts backstage to Andrade throwing a fit. Cruz hits the turnbuckles to pose with the title as his music plays. Andrade is destroying things in the back. Nebby, your thoughts on the new United States champion, Apollo Cruz. Well, for, well, first of all, I want to say congratulations to uh, uh, Apollo Cruz. It is well, it, it is well deserved. Um, 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 and quite honestly, although I could be wrong, I I think Apollo Cruz is going to defend the United States champion. A, sh- a ship against uh, on- Andrade at, at Backlash. Nebby, I think this was match of the night. I believe it showed how much heart Apollo has. It also showed me how frustrated I noticed Zelina's stable is getting with her and not only just her but with each other so your thoughts on why you think Andrade felt like I don't know if it was distracted uh, or what also what do you see with Angel Garza especially with him flirting with all these women backstage yeah, well, uh, as far as Angel Garza is concerned, I I, I just think uh, he uh, 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 he flirts with with women because he's a ladies man. Uh, 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 and as far as uh, uh, Zelina's uh, 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 stable uh, is concerned. Uh, 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 you're right. Uh, 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 they are, they are falling apart, and it'll be intriguing to see whether or not uh, everyone in the uh, Zelina Vegas. A, a, a stable will 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 go 
separate uh will go their separate way you know i don't understand why they're doing this to her and her stable she's had awesome theory angel garza andrade cn almas and herself i don't understand why they would break something like that up like they are the hottest group since I don't know whatever the hell group has even been out since then. I mean, I don't know. But her stable as a manager, like, slowly seems like she's losing everyone. And it's upsetting me because I don't see where they're going with this. What is the out route for her? And then you see things on Raw with MVP where you see you see people seem like they're interested in trying to have him coach or manage them but he seems like he's only interested in Bobby Lashley and look what he's done with Bobby Lashley since Lashley's left Lana and joined MVP's side not to segue from what we're talking about here but where he seems like he's building a legitimate champion and I feel like this time by SummerSlam, I mean, Lashley's going to be a champion. I think it's going to be Lashley versus Drew McIntyre with MVP at his side or MVP representing him somehow. But I think by the end of SummerSlam, it will be goodbye Lana and hello MVP. And MVP will say, boom, here's where I start to make my mark here as a manager is I already built a champion from the ground up. Who's next to join my side? But then you have someone else like Seth Rollins, the Monday Night Messiah, who's also recruiting. And we'll talk about that a little later. Uh, oh, okay. um, well, that be we see Seth Rollins backstage looking at a Rey Mysterio mask. And back from the break, Seth Rollins is in the back. Rollins says tonight is a night of celebration. He has a Rey Mysterio mask. He shows us what happened to Rey two weeks ago and when he used the corner of the steel steps to hurt Rey. Rollins says he was in the dark, dark place then. He goes on about Rey presenting himself to be sacrificed that night and fulfilling his duty for the greater good. He can't imagine the pain Ray went through. Rollins goes on and says if that wasn't Ray's final act as a WWE superstar, then it allows us to move forward in the future. Austin Theory and Murphy appear with Rollins now. He introduces Theory as his newest disciple. He says Theory and Murphy understand what it's like to be unappreciated as they were thrown away by the WWE Universe like he was. Rollins says their ceilings are limitless under his guidance. Murphy talks about how he needed a mentor and a leader. He needed the Monday Night Messiah to lead him into the future. He thanks Rollins. Theory thought he came to draw with the right people, but when they asked, they, they abandoned him. The Monday Night Messiah found him. Thanks, Rollins. Rollins says they are welcome, but this is just the beginning of a great night because they will get to show 
Ray firsthand how he helped bring something good to Raw when they show Umberto Carrillo and Aleister Black what happens when you get in their way. Charlie is backstage with Charlotte Flair now. Flair brags about raising the bar for every other woman in WWE and says no one else compares. Asuka comes dancing in with her Raw Women's title belt. She taunts Flair and says red is not Flair's color. Asuka dances away. And Flair is not impressed. We go to the ring and come out the Iconics. Peyton Royce and Billy Kay back to commercial. Back from the break, the Iconics are in the ring with Mike's. Peyton goes on to apologize for last week, but Kay interrupts and says she's sorry for slapping Royce after losing her cool. They've come so far, and she doesn't want anything to get in the way of that. They go on about signing their contracts together and winning the titles at WrestleMania together. They never had an opportunity to defend their titles and shouldn't still be the women's tag team champions. They take shots at Nikki Bliss and Nikki Cross and Alexa Bliss before the music hits, and now comes the champions with their titles. Bliss says the Iconics had every chance in the world, but they blew it. Cross goes on to speak that as they enter the ring, but the Iconics interrupt and tell her to stand there and be grateful. Cross fires back and goes on about taking the same steps to WWE. Cross goes on about sacrificing on her WWE journey as the developmental talents cheer her on. Cross talks about her friendship with Bliss. The Iconics suddenly attack and beat the champs down. They try to fight back, but Kay and Royce beat them down. They drop Cross with a double team as the boos continue. Kay and Royce bring the titles and they raise them while talking down at Bliss and Cross. Nebby, your thoughts on um, Nikki Cross and um, Alexa Bliss uh, with the Iconics. What's going on with them? Yeah, well... Uh, 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 considering that the tag team champion uh, 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 ship match ended in a disqualification rather than a pinfall. I, 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 I had a feeling that the Iconics would get a rematch against uh, uh, Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross at, at, at Backlash for the WWE Women's Tag Team ch- Champion ships, and I think I I I I I think it's going to happen. I think Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross will have to defend the WWE Women's Tag Team Champion ships. At backlash uh, against against the Iconics. You know, ever since the Iconics have returned, I really wish 
that they would have just called everyone else that held those titles until they've returned interim champions because they never lost their titles. It, it, the only reason why they were stripped of the titles is because one of them got hurt. So technically, they never lost. I feel like they shouldn't have to take these measures to go ahead and prove that should they should be like number one contenders for the women's championships. I think they should take back what's rightfully theirs and I can't wait for them to do it. Yeah, well, uh, 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 unfortunately you're right. They will beat uh, Alexa Bliss and, and Nikki Cross for the women's tag team uh, champion uh, 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 ships but but hopefully at some point Alexa Bliss will w- 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 will be back in the women's ch- champion a sh- a ship picture because. She hasn't been w- 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 women's champion uh, 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 since SummerSlam 2018. Yeah, man. It's tough that they put her in this spot where she's in a tag team where I think she shines more as an individual than she does in team um, because I think she overshines as when she's in this team. Um I think Alexa is going to be one of those girls like, um, um, oh my gosh, I can't remember her name. What was that girl that was in a group with Liv Morgan and, uh, the main girl? Oh my God, I can't think of her name. Uh, Ruby, right? I think Alexa is in that tier with Ruby Riot. And Mia Yim and Natalia, where they're lost in the shuffle of all these girls that are about to come up. You have Rhea Ripley about to come up. You have um, Bianca Belair, who's on Raw now that they don't have any storyline for yet, but I guarantee you she's going to be introduced probably after SummerSlam. Um, and you have another handful of women in NXT, uh, like Io Shirai, Zia Lee, um, that are ready to get put on the main roster and are showing out for their countries. And, uh, I'm scared that the women's division is going to go, is going to get so, drowned in talent that people are going to get lost in the shuffle like how the men are look how long nebby we've watched apollo cruz and wwe and this is the first time that he has won a title that's why i said this was a historic monday night raw because it's about damn time that they started paying attention to somebody like apollo cruz who looks the way he does but moves the way he does is phenomenal Yep. 
Well, moving on, Nebby, uh, back from the break, MVP is in the ring for another episode of the VIP Lounge. He brings... Uh, can, can I ask you a question? Yeah. Who do you... Uh, who... Uh, 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 can... Considering that that it, the phenomenal AJ Styles got traded to SmackDown, unfortunately, uh, who do, uh, who who do you believe? Uh, who uh, who who do you believe w- will come over from SmackDown to Raw? It, 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 in that trade, I think we are going to either get Daniel Bryan from SmackDown or we'll get. I don't think it'll be another bad guy. I think they're good on heels, Raw. I think they have enough of that. I mean, they got Angel Guards, so though. They got Andrade. They can. They have Austin Theory. They can. And they can turn any one of those guys and and Zelina or in Seth Rollins group, I think any one of those six guys you can use against Drew McIntyre. So I don't think it's gonna be a heel. Um hmm. I'm gonna roll with Daniel Bryan. I feel like it has to be someone just big enough as a as a name okay. of AJ Styles. It has to be. What about you? Uh well uh uh, 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 quite honestly, I think it's going to be um, Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross, considering that they've been on Raw the last they've been on Raw the last uh, uh, three weeks now. True. Yeah, yeah, it could be. Um, well, um, we see MVP back. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Um, uh, back from the, the break, and MVP is in the ring for another episode of the VIP Lounge. He brings out his guest and introduces him as the soon-to-be former WWE champion, Drew McIntyre. Drew comes out and destroys the set. Drew wants to know where Bobby Lashley is. MVP says Lashley won't be taking Drew out tonight or putting the submission on him. They're saving that for backlash. MVP asks Drew to remember the last time he had him on the show. MVP recalls how he tried to be a friend to Drew, and Drew repaid him with a Claymore. They go on until Lashley is introduced and his music hits. Drew suddenly drops his MVP. Drew, Drew suddenly drops MVP with the Claymore as Lashley approaches the ring. Lashley pulls MVP out to safety as Drew yells at him to enter the ring and fight. Drew begs Lashley to come out and fight. Lashley helps MVP up the ramp and to the back. As Drew raises the WWE title in the air while his music hits. Charlie is backstage with Natalia now. Natalia takes a phone call from Tyson Kidd. She steps to the side, but the camera films her. She apologizes for what she did earlier and says 
she is just human. She just has to go and wrap the call with Kid. She goes back to Caruso to finish the interview, but Caruso says they're out of time now. A frustrated Natalia just rolls her eyes. Nebby, um, what do you th- what are your thoughts on on that call that she was on with with uh, Tyson Kid? What do you think that could have been about? That got Natty so frustrated where she literally had to stop doing her job to go ahead and answer uh, this call. Uh, I I I don't know. I don't know what that could have been about. Uh, 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 unless it was another way. Uh, 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 for d- d- WWE, uh, 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 to have Natalia, uh, 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 uh uh, throw another temper tantrum. Yeah, I wonder if it was maybe Natalia um, arguing with Tyson. Maybe it's like a return from Tyson Kidd. We've seen all these returns from people. Daniel Bryan. We've seen returns from um, yeah, Edge. Edge. And now, possibly, uh, uh, um, Tyson Kidd. I mean, who knows? I mean, with the way the technology is right now, um, there could be who knows what they could do to fix him. But at the same time, now that I think about it, I feel like you're right with the uh, whole causing her more frustration i think uh that's just more ways we can go ahead and uh, and get that shine on natty and honestly i'm glad that they're using natty right now because it's been a long time since they've uh done something with her and i'm interested to see how far along they go with this well that leads us nebby to kevin owens versus angel garza Garza takes Owens to the top, but Owens fights back with back elbows. Owens headbutts Garza to the mat. Owens climbs up for a senton, and he nails it. Owens with a big chop to the chest. Owens goes for the pop-up powerbomb, but his knees goes out. Garza takes advantage with the wing clipper for the pin and the win. Your winner, Angel Garza. After the match, Garza stands tall as his music hits. We go to the replays. Garza comes from behind and kicks Owens in the knee out in as he tries to get back to his feet. Garza and Vega head to the back as the developmental talents continue to boo. Still to come, a game of golf between the top tag teams on the brand. Uh, Nebby, your thoughts on Angel Garza versus Kevin Owens? Yeah, well, quite honestly, I'm wondering if WWE is going to soon give Angel Garza a, a push. Because although I could be wrong, I think WWE thinks highly of Angel Garza. 
I think he was uh I think a star was born a few weeks ago when um he was wrestling his cousin um and it was before he was even in I think it was the night that he turned on his cousin and he actually joined Zelina stable I think that was the night that we knew that uh there's something with Angel Garza and he um he will have his day and his his time and I think WWE hopefully will recognize it sooner than later um Back from the break, we get a video package on the recent happenings between the Viking Raiders and the Raw Tag Team Champions, the Street Profits. We go to a wacky game of golf between the two teams. They're playing with two regular guys. The course owner ends up kicking them out. Now, they're in a miniature golf course with two players from earlier. Ivar finally wins it for the Vikings. Montez Ford reveals that the Vikings have a much higher score and the Vikings must start to celebrate. But that's not how you win in golf. Ford announces that the Prophets have won. The annoying, uh, I'm sorry, the anything you can do, we can do. Better challenge. Challengers, two to one. Uh, An alligator appears on the course, and Ivar wants to go after it, but everyone holds him back so they can get to Raw. Lana approaches MVP, and Bobby Lashley backstage. She gives MVP some ice and asks her if this is a joke, like everything else is to her, including her husband's career. MVP excuses them because what they need to do now is send a message right back to Drew McIntyre. MVP and Lashley walk off. Lana screams out and starts throwing another fit. Seth Rollins is backstage with Austin Theory and Murphy holding Rey Mysterio's mask. Nebby, uh, how do you feel about the Viking Raiders and the Street Profits and what they've done with these teams? Why are they not in the ring going against each other? Why are they doing these silly challenges? Um, and um, your thoughts on the relationship between Bobby Lashley and his wife, Lana? Well, uh, well uh, as far as the Street Profits and the Viking Raiders and all these challenges are concerned, quite honestly, I don't get it because I I think that they should just go at it for the Raw Tag Team uh, Champion uh, uh, sh- uh, ships. And uh, as far as L- L- Lana and Bobby... Lashley are concerned. Obviously, their relationship is continuing to to deteriorate, and 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 I think. That Bobby Lashley and MVP are just going to continue to uh, to hang out and stand by each other's uh, 
aside because I think the on-screen relationship between uh, Lana and Bobby Lashley, um, I I think that's over. I think I'd much rather have see more of a physical altercation between the two teams, the Viking Raiders and the Street Profits. Yeah. They do have comical moments, um, but not the full segment is funny, and I'm just kind of over it. Um, I, I just ready to watch them wrestle now. And in terms of Bobby Lashley and Lana, after MVP had um, decided not to accept the ice from Lana and ask her if everything was a joke, and uh, him telling her, like, hey, your husband's with me now and I'm going to build him back and make him what he should be. And uh, that's a champion and how frustrated Lana got when she saw Lashley walk off with MVP and the look that MVP gave Lana right as he walked off with MVP. I mean, tells, I mean, she says it all to me. I think their relationship is severed um, and it is, um, snowballing into something that isn't looking too good for them in the upcoming future and how we see Lana uh, respond to it I think is going to be interesting yep uh, after following that Nebby we have Austin Theory and Murphy versus Alistair Black and Humberto Carrillo uh, Theory starts off with Carrillo and beats him into the corner Murphy with a quick tag as he stomps away on Carrillo in the corner. Theory with a quick tag, but Carrillo blocks the du- the double suplex. Carrillo sends Murphy to the floor and then backdrops Theory onto him. Black tags in, and he goes to dive on both opponents, but they react. They retreat, and he puts on the brakes, taking a seat in the middle of the ring. Carrillo comes in and flies out taking them both down on the floor for a pop. Black unloads on Theory now as Rollins watches. Carrillo tags in for the double team for the top. from the top. They turn it around on Carrillo now, hitting a belly-to-belly back suplex on, out of the corner for a two-count. Murphy comes in and unloads with kicks to Carrillo. Carrillo counters and Murph and drops and drops Murphy. Carrillo and Murphy both crawl for tags as the developmental talents rally. Black and Theory tag at the same time. Black unloads. Murphy comes back, but Black unloads with kicks. Black keeps control and nails a big kick to Theory's face. Black shows off and hits a moonsault to the to Murphy, then sends him out to the ring. Theory rolls back for a close two count. Black and Theory go at it now. Black drops Theory for a two count. Rollins locks concerned at ringside now. Carrillo tags in and goes to the top. Black goes to the opposite corner, but Murphy knocks him off. Carrillo knocks Murphy off the apron to the floor. Carrillo turns around to the ATL from Theory for the pin and the win. Your winners, Austin Theory and Murphy. After the match... 
Rollins comes into the ring and raises arms of the winners. They go to the floor and launch Black into the Timeskeeper area. Rollins orders them to toss Carrillo to the floor because he needs to learn. They send him out and hold his face next to the corner of the steel steps. Black comes in the ring with the steel chair, but Rollins warns him to back off or Carrillo loses an eye. Rollins knows they want to fight for Ray, but Ray was sacrificed for the greater good, and if they want to stay stay in Rollins' way, what Ray was was sacrificed for will be in vain. Rollins talks Black into throwing the chair out of the ring. Rollins warns Black and Carrillo that they will sacrifice them the way that he did Ray if they keep pushing him. Rollins' theory, Murphy head to the back as the Black cheat checks on Carrillo. Rollins stares at Ray's mask on the stage. Nebby, uh, your thoughts on... Um, on on uh, Austin Theory and Murphy versus uh, Umberto Carrillo and Aleister Black trying to battle and fight for Rey Mysterio's honor. Yeah, well, I think it's very admirable of uh, of uh, of Umberto C- Carrillo and Aleister Black. To fight for Rey Mysterio's for for Rey Mysterio's uh, honor, and although I could be wrong, I I think that Austin Theory is going to be a future star in. In WWE, yeah, man, I think Austin Theory is uh, destined to be another WWE superstar um, sooner rather than later, and we're seeing it now, early in his career, especially with the people that he's already been paired with, uh, with Zelina and her stable, and now Rollins and Murphy and their learning tree. Um, it's going to be interesting to see the growth of Austin Theory. And um, I don't know what we have coming for Rey Mysterio, but we'll see what happens with him. Back from the break. Uh, 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 sorry to interrupt you, but um, uh, uh, this coming Monday on Raw, uh, uh, there's supposedly going to be a a retirement ceremony for 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 Rey Mysterio. So, uh, my question to you is, uh, uh, do you think he's going to re- retire, or do you think he's going to say, uh, uh, he's going to continue to uh, wrestle? Um, I think he will continue to wrestle. I think we will... This is the second time that Ray's tried to retire. Um, he tried to retire last year, and uh, I think it got interrupted. Uh, yeah, by his son. But his son. His son. 
Dominic. Talked him out of uh, uh, retirement. I think this time what's going to happen is he's going to really try to retire, but somehow Seth Rollins, Theory, and Murphy will get their hands on Dominic and threaten Ray to take out Dominic's eye unless Ray uh, has a match with one of the three at Backlash. Uh, okay. Back from the break, Nebby. Um, WWE Hall of Famer Edge is backstage. Edge addresses Randy Orton and mentions watching himself on The Undertaker's Last Ride series, which we will talk about after this. While still retired, talking about when it's time to hang up the boots, Edge tells Taker he gets it now. Edge says if Orton wants to... If Orton wants to doubt his wrestling ability, he's went toe-to-toe with the greats like Taker, Shawn Michaels, Christian, Rey Mysterio, Davey Boy Smith, William Regal, and the list goes on. Edge brought guys to his level and taught them how to get the next le- to the next level. He goes on about his career and his abilities. Edge doesn't know if he can do any of those things anymore, but at Backlash is going to dig to his very depths of his soul to try, because that's all a man can do. The announcers hype Edge versus Orton at Backlash. Nebby, your thoughts on uh, Edge's promo? Yeah, well, I I thought Edge's promo was good, and I think uh, Edge and Randy Orton are going to have a great match against each other. At backlash. Yeah, man, I think the promo he cut was fantastic. I mean, just mentioning the people that he's been in the ring with, he's he's earned his stripes and um, he's going to show Randy Orton why he is a hall of famer and why he wasn't ready to hang up the boots. And I think at the end of this, he's going to thank Randy for sparking a new light, a new fire within edge um, because a return uh, that he has had was not an easy one to come back from starting from the Royal rumble uh, up until where we are now. Um, And, I think he is just going to get more intense as time goes on, and we're going to see it starting firsthand with uh, this match, Edge versus Randy Orton at Backlash. Oh, okay. We have the number one contenders triple threat uh, match, Nebby. Nia Jax versus Natalia versus Charlotte Flair. Um, Flair and Jax struggle for a table. Jax gets the upper hand. Jax and Flair meet on the apron now, unloading with strikes. Flair with big chops on the apron. Jax catches a big boot. Jax goes for a Samoan drop on the apron, but Natalia cuts her off, trying to take her leg out. Flair and Natalia team up for a double powerbomb, putting Jax through the announce table from the apron, Asuka is shocked. 
we go to commercial. Back from the break, and Natalia goes at it with Jax. Jax tries to fight out an armbar and arm and does. Jax powers up and nails a sit-out powerbomb, but Flair runs into the break. The pin attempt up. Flair covers Natalia for a two-count. Flair tosses Natalia to the floor. Flair goes back to work on Jax while she's down. Flair goes to the top and hits a moonsault on Jax for another close two-count. Flair, with more shots to the leg, Natalia comes off the top with a crossbody on Flair for another close pin attempt. Jax gets up and levels Natalia. Then, Flair. Jax is angry now. She works on both opponents in the corner at the same time. Jax tries to lift them both at the same time, but can't. Natalia goes down and rolls to the floor. Flair sidesteps Jax and rocks her to the corner. Flair with a big knee drop to the knee of Jax. Flair presses Jax into a figure eight, but Natalia breaks it up. Natalia with the sharpshooter to Flair in the middle of the ring, Nebby. I thought it was over there, but Nia Jax ends up making the save. More back and forth now. Flair sends Natalia back to the floor. Flair keeps Natalia from entering as she goes up. Flair climbs up, but Jax beats on her uh, from behind. Jax climbs up for a suplex, but Natalia comes over and brings them out. More back and forth between the three as Flair applies a figure four on Natalia again. Jax breaks it with a leg drop. Jax goes on and hits a Samoan drop on Natalia for the pin and the win to earn the title shot. Nebby, your new number one contender and winner of the match, Naya Jax. After the match, Nebby, Jax stands tall as her music hits. We go to replays. Asuka raises the title at ringside as Jax stares her down. Nebby, your thoughts on the number one contender match between Natalia, Naya, and Charlotte Flair? Well, I thought that this was a good match. And uh, obviously, Naya Jax came out on top. And it'll be intriguing to see what happens in the Raw Women's Championship match um, at at Backlash. I think this is a testament to Charlotte Flair. Charlotte Flair has literally been the only person that I've seen on all three shows in one week. (laughs) And it's uh, a great story they told. Um, It was my second favorite match of the evening. It was close to being my match of the night, but damn it, Apollo Crews took it and well-deserved he did. But I don't think this is over for Natalia. I think we're going to see Natty interfere or something, something with Natty. Like she has this like Phoenix inside of her that's ready to come out. And we're seeing it with all these temper tantrums that you, that we've been seeing over the last couple of weeks, like you said, and uh, there's something in Natty that's changing and evolving. And 
we're going to see it erupted. I think it's going to be at Backlash. Okay, we'll see what happens. Back from the break, Nebby, we see Rob Gronkowski um, with the WWE 24-7 title. Um, And we see a Twitter video, our truth posted earlier in the day, where he issued a warning to Gronk and any football player he has to go through to get the title back. Next, we see the video response from Gronk, who says his years in football and growing up with four brothers made him ready for any fight. Gronk says he will see the truth coming because he has eyes in the back of his head. The Street Profits have accepted the challenge from MVP and Bobby Lashley. According to Tom, Kayla catches up with with MVP backstage and asks him why he would want to be in this match after taking the Claymore earlier tonight. That's why he says he goes back to talking strategy with Lashley. Still to come, the nature boy is here. Back to commercial. Back from the break. Woo! Back from the break, Tom leads us to a pre-recorded video from WWE Hall of Famer, the nature boy, Ric Flair. Woo! Woo! Flair says he's had more great matches than anyone and WWE reached out to him for his thoughts on Edge versus Randy Orton at WWE Backlash. Flair says since he hung up the boots and stopped riding in limousines and jets, Orton is the greatest wrestler to do it. Tom leads us to the preview for the last ride on the WWE Network, taking a look at the rivalry between The Undertaker and WWE Hall of Famer, Shawn Michaels. Liv Morgan is backstage with a pre-recorded promo. She says what might surprise us about her is the biggest stumbling block has always been her own self-worth. She can't remember a time growing up where she felt good enough, but she does remember being six years old and wondering what life had in store for her because for a while she felt like she was just floating around. And didn't know if she would hit if she would hit the sun or crash and burn to the ground she finally found what she was missing when she found wwe and got her first piece of wrestling gear with her name on it she might not know all the answers because life keeps changing the questions but she does know she's alive and she will fulfill who she always been destined to be and she's living her best life. Byron believes these are the beginnings of what Liv will be Hall of Fame's career. Uh, Never your thoughts on Liv Morgan's promo. And, um, yeah. Well, uh, well, I thought it was a good promo. And it'll be intriguing to see if, uh, if um, it'll be intriguing to see if 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 Liv Morgan will be in the Raw Women's Champion a a ship a picture soon because she uh 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 uh. uh uh, she's proving that uh, sh- uh, sh- uh, 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 
he could do just fine on her own. Yeah, I mean, I think we're seeing the evolution of Liv Morgan in 2020 um, with the battle that she had with Ruby Riot, with the matches that she's had with Charlotte Flair and uh, her confrontation with Lana. I think we're starting to see the path that Liv Morgan wants to show us that she's walking. And um, I think sooner or later, we're going to see the, we're going to see Liv Morgan awaken and arise and um, either she's going to crash and burn or she's going to fly gloriously and we're going to be here to watch it. Let's see what happens. Yep. Next up, we have the Street Profits versus MVP and Bobby Lashley. MVP brings Ford back into the ring for a two count and another quick pin attempt. MVP shows some frustration now. MVP grounds Ford with a submission taunting him while he's on the ground. The crowd of the developmental talents try to rally for Ford. Ford fights to his feet and breaks the hold, but MVP hits him in the face. MVP whips Ford into the corner, and he hits the top turnbuckle. MVP charges with a big boot, but Ford moves, and MVP gets hung up. Ford levels MVP with a big right hand. Dawkins gets the hot tag and unloads on MVP with a clothesline and a big flying elbow. Dawkins drops MVP with a single leg takedown. Dawkins with a spinning backsplash in the corner and face buster for a pop. Dawkins knocks Lashley off the apron. Ford capitalizes and sends Lashley into the barrier. Dawkins with the cash out on MVP as Ford follows up with a huge flying splash from the top rope. Ford covers MVP, but Lashley runs in and breaks the pin then applies the full Nelson on Ford in the middle of the ring. Lashley manhandles Ford for some, and the referee calls the match as Lashley wouldn't listen to his instructions. Winners by DQ, the Street Profits. After the bell, the music immediately hits, and out comes WWE champion Drew McIntyre. Drew hits the ring as Lashley tells him to bring it. Drew with the Glasgow kiss headbutt. They brawl and then tumble to the floor. Lashley beats Drew against the barrier. Drew fights back and brings it back into the ring. Drew mounts Lashley with big strikes. The referee calls for help to come break things up. He instructs some of the male developmental talents to come from the crowd in into the ring. They hit the ring and Drew drops them with headbutts and strikes. Lashley takes advantage and drops Drew with a big spear. The referee calls for more trainees to come into the ring and break things up. Drew and Lashley are separated, but they fight back and take the trainees out. More trainees at the ring and finally have Lashley and Drew kept apart in the opposite corners. Raw goes off the air with Ashley and Lashley and McIntyre yelling at each other from opposite corners. Nebby, your thoughts on um, what we are going to see between Drew McIntyre and Lashley at Backlash? Well, I think that, that this is going to be a great match. And 
right now I don't know who's going to win the match because it could go either way. Uh, uh, um, but I'm glad I'm glad that Bobby Lashley is getting a push because he certainly uh, 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 deserves it, and I'm glad that that MVP is managing uh, 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 Bobby Lashley right now because I've said it before and I'll say it again. MVP is a MVP is a straight up 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 MVP is a straight up MVP is a straight up baller Yeah man um I think that I am loving the pair of Bobby Lashley and MVP. And even more, what I'm loving is the fact that they brought MVP back with a significant role. And it's just proving by the impact that he's making on Lashley. And I can't wait to um, see how far that they go with this. And I think we're going to start seeing how far they can go beginning at Backlash. With uh, us wrapping up Raw, Nebby, before we head off uh, the air, um, did you see the newest episode of The Undertaker's documentary? And if you did, do you have any thoughts? No, to be honest with you, even though I should, I I, I shamefully admit that I (laughs) I haven't been watching The Undertaker's a uh, 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 documentary, but but what 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 what, what do you think? Uh, 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 what do you think of it? Um, I think it's pretty solid so far. Um, I love how in depth they're going with the matches that he had last had. And they're more recent matches, so it's not like you and I have to dig so far back in our memory bank to try to remember these matches. They are all pretty recent matches. I'm going to spoil it for you a little bit, if that's okay with you. Yeah. So this third episode, he was talking about the match that he had had with Shawn Michaels and Triple H at the Super Show in Australia. Do you remember it? Yeah. Do you remember how bad of a match it was? Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember that was the match where Triple H got hung up on the rope and he tore his pec? Yep, I sure do. So in this episode, um, he was kind of – you hear all perspectives. You hear The Undertaker. You hear Michelle McCool. You hear Shawn Michaels. And you hear Triple H's perspective of performer – oh, and Kane. Um, You hear performer, 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 and wife. And every angle of it, they all 
knew it was a shit match and they all knew that just because the undertaker had put his hat and his jacket down the year before at WrestleMania, when he fought triple H that this wasn't it for the undertaker. Actually, he fought uh, uh, Roman Reigns. I mean, my bad. It was Roman. My bad. You're right. I'm at, sorry. At WrestleMania 33. Um, it was Roman. You're right. I apologize. And um, they all knew that he had a bad match. No one was happy with the match. And he was like, damn it. Now I got to make up for this one. Um, and if you get the chance, Nebby, I highly suggest you... You watch the documentary. It's a side of The Undertaker that you've never seen before, and I think you will uh, find absolute pleasure uh, watching it. Also, if you haven't seen Stone Cold's podcast on the WWE Network, he has The Undertaker on there, Big Show, Kane, and Ric Flair uh, for four episodes, and those are all great as well uh, he, if you want. He's also had the man... Who I believe is the greatest of all time. Oh my God! Uh, uh, Br- Brett, uh, Brett, the Hitman Hart on. There. <laughs> yes, he's had Bret Hart on there as well. I this must have slipped my mind. Uh, yeah, and if you don't mind me asking, what what do you think? What are your predictions for SmackDown? What, what what do you think is going to happen in in, in the semifinals of, of, of the Intercontinental Champion Ship Tournament? Um, let's see. Um, it's going to be what AJ Styles and Elias this Friday. Yeah. Um, I mean, as you already know, um, as yourself, I am also a phenomenal AJ Styles fan. Um, if I were to start a raw SmackDown or NXT brand, he would be my first round draft pick. And that's who I'm building my show around on the other end of the spectrum. You have, a what I think is going to be the more entertaining semifinal match of Daniel Bryan versus the, um, the versus Jeff Hardy. Um, I, I'm going to go AJ Styles versus Daniel Bryan um, in the Intercontinental uh, uh, Championship Finals. I prefer Jeff Hardy, uh, to be honest, because I want him to have a resurgence of his career and I hope they give him that chance because I hope that him cleaning himself up and staying off of drugs and alcohol um, will give him an opportunity to uh, restart his career or at least put it on the track towards a phenomenal ending. Um, I know he does want to have a uh, a match with Bray Wyatt, the Fiend, because he's never had a match with him. Um, and he is interested in his character, and he would love to work with him. Uh, but I think first it will start with this Intercontinental Championship match, and I have Jeff Hardy. Uh, I would have Jeff Hardy winning the whole thing. I want him to, but I think it's going to be AJ Styles 
it's going to be AJ Styles' time um, to bring SmackDown back to greatness. Uh, I don't think they moved him from Raw for no reason. I think this is going to be the beginning of AJ Styles, and we're going to see him defend that IC championship like the Macho Man Randy Savage and Ricky Steamboat and all the other greats did. Yeah. I agree. And remember that SmackDown Live is the house that AJ Styles built. That's the bottom line because Nebby said so. Ladies and gentlemen, um, Nebby, uh, it is Tuesday. We do have AEW Dark on YouTube that uh, came out at six at 7 p.m. Um, you also have Impact Wrestling that is on right now on Access TV or Twitch. Um, and Nebby, with that being said, um, uh, do you have a... Where... What what channel is Access uh, 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 TV? Um, if you don't mind me asking, what cable service do you have? Xfinity, Comcast, Verizon, uh, DirecTV? I have DirecTV. Uh, we are... Um, Direct TV channel 340 is Access TV. Uh, 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 okay, thanks for the information. Yeah, uh, fun fact um, the heavyweight champion on that show is actually Tully Blanchard's daughter, Tessa Blanchard. Right. Which is a friend of mine told me. Yeah, I, I don't know how that's working over there. I'm just starting to get back into Impact Wrestling. Uh, TJP went over there. They have Michael Elgin. Uh, Moose is there. I mean, their roster is starting to get better. I don't. Do you remember, um, Nebby? Do you remember in the '90s WWE? There was a a group called Oh, oh my God, I forgot. There was a guy named Kurgan. He was in the group, but the leader of the group was this guy, skinny guy with dirty blonde hair. He wore all black and sunglasses. His name was Cyrus. Uh, okay. Well, I mean, the reason why I brought him up is because I, I don't remember the group. But... No, damn. I forgot their names. Um, but, uh, they were like tie dye and I forgot the name. So it was weird. Whatever. It doesn't matter. Um, anyway, uh, he is the general manager and booker of Impact Wrestling. So he um, and Lance Storm wrestled in Calgary in Canada and Alberta. Um, so he's pretty well-versed, and he has a lot of respect in the business um, with people like Conan and Chris Jericho and and uh, those and Kenny Omega. Um so he is building a hell of a roster on Impact Wrestling, and if you get the chance, I highly suggest you tune in. But with that being said, Nebby, do you okay. have any uh, any any final thoughts, or do you want to let the people know where they can find you, sir? Uh, uh, yes. You you can find me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram by typing in my full name. Uh, uh, uh. N-E-B-E-Y-U 
E R M as in Maryland, Y A S and my Twitter name is SpursFan1083. Uh, oh, by the way, uh, 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 before we, we wrap up the show, uh, uh, I, 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 have, have you heard the news about the, uh, have you heard the news about the, the NHL? Uh, no, uh, my buddy told me that they were going to announce something today, but if you would like to bring it up, Nebby, please, I would love to hear it. Cause as you know, we're both caps fans. Yeah. I, <laughs> I heard on the news that, uh, 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 w- 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 when the NHL uh, comes back, and for the record, I, I I heard that they're coming back in June, so they're coming back sometime uh, next month. I heard that 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 they are going to go sh- straight to the playoffs. And instead of in, 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 instead of sixteen teams in the playoffs, there are going to be twenty four uh, 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 teams, and, and and I heard that that, that since the Caps have one of the four best uh, 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 records in the Eastern Conference. I heard that that uh, I heard that our Washington Capitals are. That's awesome, man. I'm excited to um, hear hockey is coming back uh, and we do get a uh, an ending to this chapter of this hellacious season of 2019-2020. Uh, just to go back. And, um, uh, 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 I could be wrong, but I also heard that the NBA is... Uh, co- coming back in, in, in July 
And I also heard that Major League Baseball, uh, 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 is going to start the season in 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 early July. Wow. Well, uh, ladies and gentlemen, this is probably the biggest episode that we've had so far, uh, especially with the breaking news that Nebius just dropped on us with a lot of sports coming back. Um, to hit you with some news, Nebby, uh, I heard the Spanish Premier League will be starting back up June 8th. Um, so uh, we got the Bundesliga, German Soccer League is already up and running. Um, there was a great game earlier at Bayern Munich and at Borussia Dortmund. Uh, we have the Spanish Premier League opening up soon. Uh, according to Nebi, uh, we finally are going to get our NHL season back and closing that chapter with a 24-team playoff bracket series who knows how that's going to go i don't know why i said bracket series um i i don't know if this is going to be the best out of three games or what that format's going to look like we'll all see what that looks like with uh time uh, i suppose uh nebby also just announced that the nba will also be returning that'll be in july so normally we get a lull in the summer for sports and um you know, uh, not this year. This year it will be filled with all types of sports, and it's going to be exciting to see um, teams close out their seasons, and I don't believe there should be any asterisks on these seasons. Damn it. Uh, it's not their fault. Um, it, it is. Uh, it should be played and counted as is, and um, that's all I got to say about that. I'm just happy sports yeah. is coming back. Yeah, and uh, uh, oh, and also, uh, hopefully the NFL season will start on time, but they have contingency plans, uh, just in case. Oh, fantastic! So it looks like the NFL is working business as usual. So it looks like they have already seen what these other sports are dealing with, and. They are prepared to um, situate their situation as well when it comes time for them to cross the bridge. Good to hear. Uh, just to give you a heads up, Nebby, the Eastern Conference, uh, the number one team is the Boston Bruins with 44 wins and 14 yeah. losses. The Tampa Bay Lightning is in second place with 43 wins and 21 losses. And the Washington Capitals are Washington Capitals are 41 wins with 20 losses. Uh, and following that is the Philadelphia Flyers at 41 wins and 21 losses. And rounding out the top five are the Pittsburgh Penguins at 40 wins and 23 losses. So like you said, the Caps get that by luckily because they have been having a hell of a season and, um, Hopefully they can return back to the promised land. Nebby, any final thoughts, sir? Uh, I just want to thank you once again for having uh, me on the show. It is always an honor and pleasure to be on your show. It is always an honor and pleasure to be on the victorious. Sp it's always an honor and pleasure to be on the victorious sports. Up, up. A, po a podcast. 
Oh, I thank you so much. I appreciate you giving me the time of your day to even uh, jump on here with me and, and talk about sports. And uh, I appreciate you so much. You have no idea. Um, you you really uh, keep keep me on track. Well. And I thank uh, you for uh, it. Oh, by the way, before we wrap up, how, uh, 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 how is your grandmother and how is your uh, girlfriend? Uh, grandma's doing good. She saw a foot doctor the other day. Uh, unfortunately, they can't do any surgery right now because the doctors in Montgomery County are still uh, not able to perform surgeries that I guess are, I, I don't know what it is specifically, uh, what the word is, what they said, but um, I think they can only, it's not, it's just, I guess they're still dealing with the COVID uh, because Montgomery County and, and Prince Georgia County has the highest number of COVID. So um, doctors still can't perform every type of surgery uh, right now, but um, hopefully something is in the works for her. And uh, the girlfriend is doing fine uh, right now. She hasn't been feeling well over the past couple of days, but um, I'm tra- oh, well, trying to spark some energy in her. I hope she makes a speedy recovery. And I want you to know that I will continue to pray for your grandmother and your g- and your girlfriend. Hey man, I I appreciate all your prayers and everyone's um and thank you for being here uh supporting me um through these times. With that being said, Nebby, you can find your boy on Instagram, the Victoria Sports Podcast, all one word, just like the podcast. You can find me on there dropping news, sports breaking news. I haven't uh, been on there lately uh dropping any new news because Oh uh, I haven't found anything uh, on sports uh, to drop. Uh, 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 can I ask you a quick question before we go? Yeah, for sure. Uh, uh, ha- uh, has the mall opened back? Uh, ha- uh, 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 has the mall opened back up yet? Uh, the mall has not opened back up yet. Um, currently, all malls in Montgomery County and Prince Georgia County are not allowed to open up yet. They do not have permission to uh, to do so for businesses to remain r- running there. <clears throat> I do have a connect in the mall uh, to let you know, um, and he has informed me that he has no idea when the mall is reopening. Um, they originally were planning for May 1st, but, uh, that got nixed by the County and, uh, they at the moment currently do not have a timetable of when they're going to return because the mall has to go through a uh, local government, which is County government. Um, and then County has to go through federal, uh, to let them know, to say, Hey, these are the steps that we're taking to open everything. And, uh, once the county says, okay, you can open, then I'm sure they're going to open up as soon as possible. They're ready and roaring to go. Uh, all right. Thanks for the information. I, I really appreciate it. Yeah, no worries. Uh, if I find out anything, you know, you'll be the first to know uh, if I find anything about the opening. Uh, with that being said, uh, you can find me on Twitch streaming. I've been streaming a lot of Uno lately. Um, on 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 Steam, you can find me on Twitch twitch.tv backslash Mr. July Four. Um, and all my replays on YouTube. On YouTube, just type in C Money Plays, 
and you can find your boy on there rapping about all types of games, uh, Call of Duty, uh, Animal Crossing, Pokemon, uh, um, Uno, uh, anything you can think of. Pretty much I'm on there playing it right now. Um, And, of course, you can find myself, C-Money, and the Irresistible Force, Nebby, on the Victoria Sports Podcast. And you can find the Victoria Sports Podcast on Google Podcast. You can find us on Spotify. You can find us on Stitcher. You can find us on Apple Podcast. Go ahead. If you think that we're worthy, you go ahead and leave us those five stars so we can keep it pushing. But for the Irresistible Force Nebby, I'm C-Money. Please don't forget your social distancing. Wear your mask. Be safe. Nebby, any final words, sir? Uh, I just want to say... Everybody out there, everybody out there, uh, 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 be safe. Uh, and be careful. With that being said, he's the irresistible force, Nebby. I am C Money. This is the Victoria 